ever get one of those orders from Amazon where you bought it and you weren't quite sure it was gonna be what you wanted and then it turns out to be that exact thing and much more. I just totally got that. I ordered a new chandelier for our house and I was kind of skeptical. Didn't think it was gonna be big enough. Didn't think it was gonna work for the long um, high ceiling that we had. But it actually, I think, is going to work. It is bigger than I thought it was going to be, and it is going to look really great. I'm really excited about that. Welcome to How to Build a Tent, the podcast on how to make you successful. Successful. My name is Matt Williams. Thank you for listening, sharing the show. If you love this content, liking it, tagging it, subscribing, I really appreciate all of you who follow, especially on YouTube. Thank you for doing that. Today, we are going to talk about the misdirection from, yes, you guessed it, the media, and who they're blaming for the job list claims. You're seeing headlines that says, coronavirus wipes out all of job gains since the Great Recession. Coronavirus crisis has wiped out all the job gains since 2008, 2009. And there's a sleight of hand going on, and I hope you have caught it. We're gonna talk about that. We got good old AOC, talking about what freedom means to her, which is scary because, you know, where she is actually somebody in our Senate. And then we're going to talk about also a video clip, or we're going to have a video clip and we're going to talk about it, from the new Disney all-women's director, producer, I'm not sure exactly which role she was in, one of those two, for the new all-women's Star Wars. And we're going to talk about her perspective, and I want to give some warnings to you white women liberal. They're coming for you next. So we're going to get into all that today. If you have any questions, comments, you can email me, Matt, at howtobuild10.com. You can find me on all the social media sites, How to Build a Tent. You can join the club, the Fight, Laugh, Feast club at flfnetwork.com or fightlaughfeast.com. Put in HDBT, you'll get that mug back there. You get a Fight, Laugh, Feast t-shirt and while there's still supplies last. You get tons of great benefits, great show content, and we also have the $100 discount for our conference is coming out in October, 1st through 3rd. Man, that's going to come up so quick once we get back in the swing of things and actually get out into society again. Oh, You know what I want to do also is like when my kids go back into society for the first time or my kid, singular, I want to film his interactions with like seeing another kid for the first time. It's so sad. It's so depressing. Anyways, uh, but that's going to be, don't miss that. That's going to come up really quickly. Get tickets right now while it's super cheap. All right, so let's get going. So we talked about these headlines that in the beginning of the intro of the show where the media and uh, Twitter and all these places are saying the coronavirus, the coronavirus crisis, the coronavirus, just the virus itself, has cost the U.S. economy the amount of jobs we've gained since the Great Recession. Now, I just want to point out one thing is not all jobs are equal. And we don't know exactly percentage-wise how many of the jobs lost were part-time, were service industry, which I'm not discounting the pain for those individuals, but when you look at it from an economic standpoint as a whole, if we are getting high-paying jobs and most of those are going remote and we're not losing those, but we're losing more of the part-time jobs, especially those jobs that can pick back up really quickly, the damage might not be as severe as it seems. But that's not even the point of what we're talking about today. So we're going to leave that there, but just something to think about and remember, don't get scared by that, although we should be worried and concerned. I'm also not saying that we shouldn't fear anything um, for a lot of reasons, and we'll get into that in a second. But the reason why we have lost so many jobs is not because of the coronavirus. It's not because of the coronavirus crisis. 
but it's how we handled it. That is why we lost the jobs. And the liberals and the progressives can't admit it because their God is to blame. Government. You see, if coronavirus or the coronavirus crisis was the reason for the job loss, it would be the coronavirus attack businesses leaving positions unfilled. The coronavirus for our society did not let anybody buy anything or demand was completely dissolved and there was no more resources. The coronavirus stole everyone's resources. The coronavirus killed so many people. That would be a coronavirus job killer. That's not what happened. In fact, the death so far as a percentage of people infected has been right around the flu. And I've not heard anybody blame the flu for job losses. The culprit in this is government. It is the response to the crisis. It is the response to the virus that has caused this. People were going out. People were being patrons, they were being customers of jobs, they were of, of jobs, they were being customers of businesses, they were going out to bars, they were traveling on vacation, they were doing all of this stuff with the news of the coronavirus until the government shut down, until the press hyped it up and caused this hysteria and caused this fear until those scientists with their poor data and irresponsible predictions, until the government legitimized both of those, the media and the scientists, until that happened, the job losses would not have been where they are today. The sole number one reason for all of those millions of job losses is the government. And they are the ones to be blamed. But we're not hearing that. We're not hearing the government shutdown caused these many millions of job losses. The government shutdown is what wiped out all of the job gains from 2008, 2009, from the Great Recession. We're not hearing that. It's the coronavirus. It's the coronavirus crises. We are not hearing anyone lay the blame at whose feet it is responsible. The government. Trump. He's responsible for this. He has listened to the bad advice. He has listened to the poor models with the bad data. He should be the most expert on the poor and bad data. He gets bad data all the time from people and has to fire them. But he is responsible. Our government did this to us. And I was thinking about this more. Because we often say, that your gods can't your false gods can't save you government can't save you and that's true the government can't save you but it also will kill you the government can't save you and that's true but it's incomplete and it will kill you the wages of sin is death and just as much as it is death spiritually because you are putting your trust in worshiping false idols. It is also true that the consequences of it in this life will kill. It kills relationships. It kills your business. It kills your economy. It kills your country. We see that with the judgments in the Old Testament of nations because of their sin. It wasn't just that someday they would go to hell. 
but their nation was judged because of their sins. Individuals have been judged. Families have been judged in the Bible for their sins. And just as we talk about eternal life being more than just infinite years in heaven, it's the quality of life here as well. And so conversely too, when we put our faith and trust and worship false gods, it not only can't save us, but it can kill us and rob us of the quality of life that we would have if we had our proper order of the sovereigns, of the government, of our authorities, our church, our families, and most of all, God on the throne. And because of that, we have fools making foolish decisions that cost us millions and millions of jobs. There is no way in heck that the government should have responded that the way they did based on the limited data we had. They were taking one primary primary projection, one primary model, and shutting down the whole economy based on it. And then other models. And then they revised them down. And still no change. Still no differentiation. No diversion from the track that they were on. Because they're fools. The Bible says that the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. And conversely, when God is not feared, you are foolish. And when you have fools who don't fear God in government, you're going to have foolish decisions. It's a very logical conclusion. It's a logical argument that has a logical conclusion. If the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom and you have people in government that don't fear God, then you're going to have a foolish government. And that's what we're seeing, guys. I am a supporter of Trump. He's the best option that we have. I'm going to vote for him again, but he doesn't fear God. And so he is susceptible to making foolish decisions. Unfortunately, there's no better better leader out there to choose from. But we're getting the consequences of not having men that fear God in government. See, we could have managed this completely differently. One of the things that I absolutely love about Florida is they did do the shutdown. They held out. Then Ron DeSantis kind of failed me on that one. I I gave him props on Twitter about holding out and not shutting down the state. And then like an hour later, he shuts down the state. But they focused on secluding and isolating the most susceptible. And that is a wise approach to handling things. It wasn't um, the best way. It wasn't necessarily the way I would do it. But there were different ways that could be handled. Different states handled it differently. And I'm not saying any one state did it perfectly or had the most, uh, you know, the best situation or the best response. But there's more than one way to do, to respond to a virus than to shut down the economy. And I know this because we do it for every other virus. This is the first time that we have done what we've done over a virus, guys. And it's not like viruses are new. This virus was new. But we've had other viruses before and seeing the new studies coming out, the people, we had the Stanford studies that people are discrediting. But even it looks like from the numbers that Cuomo put out in New York are similar, the infection rates are similar, where it means the death percentages are so low that it might even be lower than the flu. It might be more contagious than the flu, but the death rates are lower than the flu. And it just goes to show you that We need wisdom in office. We need wisdom in our governments because it impacts all of us. 
the the penalty of disobeying God is far not greater, but if expands, it's far more reaching than just going to hell someday. It has negative consequences on our economy, on our jobs, on our families, and we need to repent of this. This foolishness is a curse of our sin. And I know, and I'm not saying that going to the Bible, just to be clear, is going to give you the how-to on how to handle the coronavirus. Although it does have quarantine laws where you isolate the sick and not the healthy, that's a good starting point. But even just faithfully putting men in office that fear God, they're going to have wisdom that is divine. When you are seeking God, God is going to bless you in divine ways where you're going to have solutions and God's going to provide for you the answers in these difficult times. I firmly believe that. And so when we don't fear God, God isn't always going to do that for us. Sometimes he does bless us and give us grace when we don't, a lot of times he does when we don't deserve it. But there's definitely, it seems to me from the Bible, an added blessing to that. And this is what we're seeing. We're seeing the curse. And so the the media is trying to divert the blame from government, put it on Trump specifically, but not the government, which is an interesting split, and blame it on the coronavirus because the government must be protected at all costs. And we're going to talk about that with the clips coming up after this. But first, we're going to talk about King, Kingsman Grooming Products. Go over to Kingsman, Kingsman Grooming Pros. Christian company, high quality products. They have 25% off this month. When you put an HTBT in the checkout, 25% off high quality products. They have pre-shave, aftershave, lotions, tattoo care, leather products. They have so many great things. I'm never going back. I even bought stuff. They gave me free stuff to try the sample so I can tell you how much I liked it. But then I went and bought some more on my own because of how great it was. I have the sets. You can buy it as kits. It's a great gift for people, especially now that we're opening up in the economy. We've got to start grooming again. We've got to start smelling good. You can't wear the same pair of underwear for the next 10 days in a row. You got to change. You got to shower. And when you do those things, you need to make sure that you're all tight and groomed. That you're not going to get dried out skin. All that good stuff. So go over to Kingsman Grooming Products. Go to KingsmanGroomingPros.com. Put in HTBT. Get that 25% off and get high quality products as you step out into the fresh air into the economy again. All right. Let's go to our favorite AOC. And this relates to our previous discussion about why they're diverting the blame from the government to the virus itself. It's because the government is God and they want you to depend on the government. And if the government is to blame... If you can't be self-sufficient, if you can't employ yourself, if you can't provide a living for yourself, if you can't get a job for yourself, if you can't go back to work to earn your own living, if you can't do that, then they are going to be in power. And that's what they are looking for. So watch this clip. The, I think when we talk about this idea of reopening society, you know, only in America does the president, when the president tweets about liberation, does he mean go back to work? When we you know, have this discussion about going, going back or reopening, I think a lot of people should just say, no, we're not going back to that. We're not going back to working 70 hour weeks just so that we could put food on the table and not even feel any sort of semblance of security in our lives. This should scare us. AOC, a House member in Congress, House of Representatives, is saying that 
Freedom is not in working and providing for yourself. Freedom is saying no to the president. I'm going to stay dependent on the government. I'm going to stay isolated. I'm not going to go back to work. I'm not going to go back to working 60, 70, or she even maybe went up to 80 hours a week, which by the way, the people that work that much are usually the most successful. Not to say that you should work that much. Obviously, I'm talking about like 50, 60 hours a week, not 70 or 80 hours a week. That's insane. But she's saying freedom is found in staying dependent on the government, not working, but relying on the government to give me unemployment, the government to give me checks, to government to take care of my health care, to make my decisions, and to tell me when it is okay or not okay to go outside. That is where freedom is, not in providing, taking responsibility for yourself. You need the government right in line with the play that the government isn't responsible for this. That it is the virus. That it is Donald Trump. It's not the government. The government's here to take care of you. To tell you what to do. And we'll take care of all your needs. You won't have to work hard. You won't have to make sacrifices. Just rely on us. That's where freedom is. Just do what we tell you to do. What kind of world do we live in? This is a government leader. I know she's insane. But she's in government saying these things in America? We're in trouble. We're absolutely in trouble. All right, I want to go right click. I teased you about this. There's some great takeaways from this. This girl's, oh my gosh. So she is the new producer director. I'm sorry, I've totally forgot as of recording this what she is for the new all women Star Wars. Disney. That like I, I think white women need to kind of step up their game, to be quite honest. I'm also seeing the silent killer, which is a lot of white women at the top who are kind of reinforcing a lot of old ideas. They're there. I think a lot of it, you know, to give them the benefit of the doubt. And I'll just speak from my own personal experience. It's just like I wasn't sure how to be an ally. The social justice movement. Is coming now for white women. They've used up the white men. The toxic masculinity. We've burned up all that fuel. We've burned out, burned up all that outrage. White women, they're coming for you next. You hear her calling you out? It's your problem. You're the ones responsible now. Not the individual. You're responsible. And this is the danger of this. Well, it's one of the dangers. It's a warning, I guess I should say. That this is a self-consuming movement. That they are going to burn up and use up their victims. Men, white men, now it's white women. And then who's next? My guess is going to be Asians because they're the most successful. They're going to be the most successful. They are the most successful minority group. They're coming for you. Be scared. All right. And in the interest of time, let's keep going. And so uh, as I started to rise in television, I started to just get more blunt and just start saying, like, I would like a black writer. Because if I said diverse, no, don't you know. Say that. <laughs> I love this. This is a white woman. Oh, she's like, I want a black writer. I want an Asian actor. Now, now okay, I could see wanting an Asian or a specific skin tone ethnicity for a role. Totally get that. No problem there. But it's funny. She's like saying, I want a black writer. And then the minority next to her, I think she's an Asian lady. She's like, no, don't say that. So the white woman is being super like racist and saying, I want a black one. And the minorities are like, no, I don't know. Don't say that. And she just keeps going like nothing's wrong. <laughs> 
<laughs> you liberals are insane, man. I reached out to my, you know, um, uh, the, the women that I respect who are who are, are not white um, writers and directors, and I said, "What should I say? What what language? How what language should I use? You know?" And and I think it's worth it if you're in a position of um, hiring power or or uh, green lighting power to like reach out to people that are not like you and say, "What can I do to be an ally? And and how can I how can I support um, writers of color and um, um, LGD, LGBTQ and disabled writers? Like, what can I do?" I tweeted this part, this uh, whole clip on my Twitter if you want to see the full little clip that they got. And I tweeted that who controls or who you look to to find out and to be told who and how you can talk and what you can do. Notice, she's like, I'm reaching out to these people so that I can know what language to use and what to do. Actions and, and verbiage and language. Who controls your actions and who controls your verbiage is your master. And that's what is trying to happen here. This is a power play. This is the Marxism. This is what critical race theory. This is what Marxism. This is what cultural Marxism. This is what all of this stuff does. It's a power play to give a group power over another. And when I go and ask somebody, how do you want me to talk? How do you want me to act? What do you want me to do? You're making them a god. You're making them lord over your life. You're making them master. See, that's Jesus's role. That is God's role. God, how do you want me to act? What do you want me to talk like? What does my speech need to look like to be pleasing to you? Not minority what do you want me to say? How do you want me to treat you? What do you want me to do? It doesn't matter. It only matters what God says. How do you want me to treat others? How do you want me to love others? What do you want me to say? What does my speech need to look like to be acceptable in your sight, Lord? There's a bunch of idolatry going on in this world. And it's happening in this business culture in the Hollywood. It's happening in the government. It's happening in our economy. It's happening everywhere. This disaster is happening because of idolatry. And I'm giving you practical examples of the consequences of this idolatry. Because we don't have fear of God. We have fear of people. We don't have fear of God. We have fear of minorities. We don't have fear of God. We have fear of the electorate. We don't have fear of God. We have fear of death. We have fear of losing our own lives. And so we act irrationally and we act in ways that lead to death. We need to repent, guys. We need to repent. All right, one last clip and then we'll close it out. It's just easier, like the guy at the top's louder. It's it's harder to say, like, I think this should be a black writer. I think this should be an Asian American actor. I think it should be this type of... A okay, the last clip is solely to say this, is there's gonna be great advantages for people that do not buy into this slavery of submitting yourselves to the minority. There's gonna be great opportunities because we are gonna be able to pick from the best. When you say, I want a black writer or a white writer or a Mexican writer, you're limiting the pool to that scope. But when you say, I don't care what their ethnicity is, if they're white, if they're black, if they're Mexican, I want the best. 
then the quality of products that you're going to be able to produce are going to far exceed the all-women Star Wars. For far exceed any other producer that is bought into the lie, any other director that is bought into the lie, any other CEO that's bought into the lie. You're going to have the cream of the crop because you're going to have a majority to pick from instead of a minority to pick from. Not to say that you have to pick white people over Mexicans or white people over black people. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm saying don't look at that at all. Just look for the best talent. Look who produces the best. And not only that, that you're going to have the best talent to pick from. You're going to have the best culture because everyone's going to be excellent that you get to pick from. No one's going to be there because they're the token person of any kind of demographic you're going after. You're going to have the best. So there's an opportunity here to breathe life into our companies that have Christian values that fear God because we are not looking to be subservient to any worldly ideology, but we're striving for exceptionalism. We're striving to do the best for God, to be well-pleasing to him in all of our actions. May they all be acceptable in his sight. And from that, we will have excellence in what we do and we will not be subservient to the culture in any way. So let's go out, be successful. We'll talk to you tomorrow. God bless.